Money doesn't demand your perfection, but changing how money is used as power, changing how we feel about money does demand our imperfection. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Money Makers Podcast. I am so happy you've chosen to join me today. This podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money without leaving their integrity behind. I'm Ray Dodd, a money and business coach. And my very favorite thing is seeing those who have underestimated themselves or been underestimated by society make more money. I believe we owe it to one another to take the discussion around money far beyond manifestation and money blocks and to get into what's really holding us back from making more money. So let's dive into this week's episode. So today we are talking about this topic and it really is, I tend to get these like pet topics where I um, talk about this thing and I want to talk about it all the time. You know, if in one of those phases you were interviewing me on a podcast, I'd be bringing this up. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I've got to be in my bonnet and I need to talk about it. And this one's been going on for quite a while. And I actually shared a post um, about it on Instagram, which includes this line, money does not demand your perfection. And I think that line in this longer post um, got like lots of people like, oh, that bit really got me. And so I really wanted to talk about it some more because it, it for a lot of us, it hits something. So obviously the title is money doesn't demand your um, perfection. And what I've written down in my notes is Money doesn't demand your perfection, but society does. And this is the thing. Um, I could almost end the, the thing there, except that would feel really, like, hopeless. <laughs> and like, um, Ray, could you actually give me some hope in this rather than just saying that? But money doesn't demand your perfection. Society does. And we have muddled up society deeming us worthy with us being worthy both from a, a kind of more existential, what am I worth as a human, but also from a, um, a an absolute self-worth place. And then in turn, society deeming us worthy, um, we've muddled that up with us deserving or being, being given permission to make money or earn money. So the way we see our worth has just got incredibly muddled up and we think that we have to be it doesn't even you might not use the words per perfectionist or perfect but you might even I think you know there's this whole movement around being good enough like being enough and I think there's a lot of good in that but I also think for a lot of us we still don't feel good enough and good enough is quite mediocre it's quite like meh and even then we don't feel like, you know, if we, we've just changed it. We've just dropped down um, a little bit. Maybe we're not expecting ourselves to be perfect, but we still don't feel good enough. We still don't feel like we belong. We still feel like we have to fight for our place. We still feel like we are not ticking all these boxes. You know, sometimes I'll write, when I write posts, one of my favorite things to do is list off the ways that people who um, present as women are meant to be whether they are um you know assigned female at birth whether they identify as a woman whether they are you know where whether they feel very much like what they the way they were assigned at birth they fit into that that kind of body that that persona 
that societal expectation fits them. The way that we have to show up is so, it's so narrow, this space that we have to fit into. And it is exhausting. And we have, and I say we, when I say that, it's because we have conflated all these ways. Like how many of you struggle with visibility because of some kind of feelings around how you look? How many of you feel like maybe you're not slim enough, you don't dress a, a certain way, your face isn't the right face, your teeth are not the right teeth, you're, um, you're, you just have feelings around your face and your body and maybe even the way you carry yourself. You know, there's this narrow idea of how we should look and yet, and, and yet we need increasingly for those of us in the online world, we're also told all the time, visibility is really important for your business. And so we've got all these like layers, whereas, and I always think of actors when I think about this, you know, you think of all of the male actors who just look like average people, average men. I was watching a YouTube thing with my kids the other day and it was just some, you know, people in their early 20s pissing about and um, they were having a lot of fun, but all of the guys in it look like your average guys. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Of course not. But all of the girls were were blonde and tiny and and I was just like, what is this still happening? And I'm not against the guys looking average, I just want to see more average looking women. That's all. I just want to see more people that, you know, it feels like and it still feels like that, this. Even the women whose bodies are bigger now, we're getting non-conforming bodies more. They're still often beautiful. <laughs> You know, I think about character actors particularly and the female character actors that normally there are a few I can think of that don't fit um, like a more standardised version of beauty. But like Julie Walters is beautiful and she would be cast as a character actress. So just let's just look at all these these parts where we're feeling like in order to be seen, in order to do what we want to do in our business, we are having to um, show up perfectly and in and not in a way that we've deemed to be perfect not in a way that we've decided is the best way but in a way that society has decided it for us so society money doesn't demand your perfection society does but we have muddled up society what society deems worthy as being the same as what makes us worthy and many of us don't fit into that box. I would say 100% of humans don't fit into the box somewhere, which means that all of it is nonsense, which means that none of it makes sense, which means that it's nonsense, which means that it's a complete straw house that is just existing on its own fumes. So while we've modelled up our worth, with what society deems worthy, we've also muddled up what society deems worthy as being what money desires from us. And the transactional side of money, that the fact that, you know, if we boil it down to its rawest form, money is given to us for something, right? Like the easiest way to think of it is a product, like bread, baker bakes bread, person gives money, person gives them, baker gives the person the bread. So there's that transactional side. 
the problem with that is that it bleeds into all these other areas and we can feel that we need to offer our perfection, our goodness, our professionalism, our appearance, our kindness, our effort, our time, all these different things, we have to offer them up to the money gods and then the money gods will bless us with what we need. But it isn't... It isn't the way money works. It's one of the many, because money doesn't care. It doesn't care because it's not a person. We've personified money. And there are, money is not your average object. You know, money is an object, but it's also an idea. It's also an energy. It's also a power. It can be a positive power. It can be an oppressive power. I think society, and there's various, like, you know, we can have an Instagram worthy idea of professional. And we can have a um, corporate idea of professional. Um, But it's really just putting, you know, different names on the same thing. I think it's professional to be polite and kind. That doesn't mean unboundaried. I think it's professional to deliver on what you said you would deliver on. I think it's professional to speak to people with respect. Um, You can do that with your hair looking any way. You can do that in any accent, in any body. You can do that whether you um, are open about your politics or your um, relationships, whether you talk about sex or not. I'm just trying to think of all the different things. I think a lot of professionalism is ableist, fatphobic, homophobic, racist, um, misogynistic, classist. And, and And I would take that to Instagram stuff as well. When I first started out, I used to wear a lot of dungarees. Um, and I still wear my hair and headscarf all the time. I don't, I'm not saying like, you know, that I'm super alternative and, and stuff. But when I first started out, I looked very different to a lot of the coaches. And that was only a plus. Now, I am aware, I want to say this, that that is different. I think there's more freedom on Instagram to buck what this idea of professional is. If you're looking at um, that stuff, that kind of Instagram female business community and you are feeling alienated by it maybe you're not but if you're feeling pressure if you're feeling like i don't quite fit into this there are loads of your ideal clients also feeling that way and if you can present them with something else they will flock to you because they're like ah they've given me permission not to be like that i like this person because they do not adhere to that standard it's a positive, and that's what I found in my business. Is actually, and the more I've lent into, and actually it started with that stuff, but the more I've lent into showing up imperfectly, the not only the better have I been able to do my, you know, to connect with my ideal clients and to to do my work. Just to, I've not given myself as much of a hard time. I haven't been on that emotional roller coaster that I was on very early. And I think a lot of that comes from trying to fit ourselves into spaces that we simply do not fit into. So, yeah, going back to it, money doesn't care. It's one of the things that we've made money a person. It's not a person. Um, Money's an object. It's an idea. So what if we truly understand that money doesn't demand our perfection? What if we actually got that? What would you be doing differently? What would you be admitting to your clients? Because a lot of 
un- truly understanding that money doesn't demand your perfection is in actually showing that you, we are flawed, not just keeping our imperfections secret. You know, so many of us are like, yeah, I get that I'm flawed, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I don't want to show anyone. And a really good example of that is the post that I'm referring to. In that post, I, I wrote down, um, I think the first line was, here are a number of business rules that I regularly break. And I wrote down loads and they were like not be, doing stuff, um, not being consistent was one of the main ones. And there was a number of them. And it was my most liked post I've ever had in, I don't know, five years of, of Instagram. My most liked post by quite a way. Normally a post of mine will get, let's say, like a, a small amount of shares would be 10. This post got about three or four shares. Bear in mind, most liked, most saved, most commented on, but one of the least shared. And that is not a criticism of every, anyone at all, but I thought it was so, and it's not me being like hurt that no one shared my post or very few people shared my post. It was just interesting because there I was sharing with my business community, like people who follow me are business owners, with my community or in the, in the very like large part, with my community, all the mistakes I make the mistakes all the bit ways not all the ways I'm flawed god that would be a novel rather than one post but the the ways that I'm not doing things the way you're meant to do it and everyone was like oh I see myself in this thank you but they didn't want to share with their business people on their accounts that they too are flawed they didn't want to share it you know and normally when a post speaks to people you go I'm going to share that and I'm sure it was completely subconscious I don't think people were going I'm not going to share that because blah 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 but there's this thing about us holding back on, we might talk about it in closed circles, but we're not being open about it. We're not telling people where we don't do things. One of the problems with that is that we keep alive this myth that you've got to do certain things to make money. So the reason I posted that is because I am such a flawed, like small business owner in so many ways. And, And let's be clear when I say this, if we're all flawed as humans, right, if we're, we all talk about being messy now and, you know, acknowledging our imperfections and being flawed, if everyone's flawed, if every single human is flawed, then nobody's really flawed. They're just human because the standard doesn't exist. So there's that. I just want to put that in there. But, yeah, we talk about this stuff and I put it out there because I'm still making money, good money. And while we keep holding this idea, not just in our business communities, I think that's where it starts, also with our clients, with our customers, that we are not perfect. And yet there we are, still making money. We'll start to break down this whole story because it's leading to mental health problems, not just in the corporate world, online too. Constant burnout because people feel they've got to work, 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 work. And I'm guilty of that too. I'm always working on that part of unraveling the way that capitalism has colonised our minds, my mind. So here's what I believe. Money doesn't demand your perfection, but changing how money is used as power, changing how we feel about money does demand our imperfection. I'm too right. 
right? Like, yeah. If we are going to break this narrative, if we're going to build businesses that allow us to belong to ourselves rather than abandon ourselves, we have to publicly embrace our imperfection. Now, I'm not saying you need to go and write a post where you tell everybody how you're flawed. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want you getting yourself into a vulnerable situation where you're sharing things you're not willing to share. But what I am saying is when the opportunity arises and you are able to be like, hey, I made a mistake there. Like, let's own that. Let's say and sometimes we haven't even made a mistake. Sometimes we're just admitting that, yeah, I'm, I'm inconsistent with my content. I am. And it's okay. I'm in a really big coaches program, somebody who makes a lot of money a year. And she constantly says in there, and I so appreciate it. She's like, oh, I go to, she said, particularly building her business. She's now got a team. She said, particularly building her business. She went for months without emailing her list. And we're often like, it's made out like, if you don't email your list all the time, you know, this is that's why you're not making money. But often, and a number of you have alluded to this higher up, often the reason that not emailing your list leads you to not make money is because we struggle to get back into emailing our list. And when we do, we feel like we've got to provide them a load of content before we can sell to them. And so we're tangled up in this kind of like, I was imperfect, let me get back to perfection again, let me get back to being good. If I just sell now, it will be it will be um, grabby of me. I need to I need to give them a load of value first. So changing how money is used as power, changing how we feel about money demands our imperfection, and largely because we are incapable of anything else. To act like you are capable of anything but imperfection is going against human nature, and it's not going to happen. Like I just really want you to notice where you are holding onto that perfection where you're telling yourself you have to be a certain way in order like tick a certain box in order to do the next step what would happen if you just allowed yourself so for those of you that are saying I'm stuck with content because I haven't been visible for a while or I'm worried about how I look in my showing up what would happen if you just did it anyway what would happen and you asked for the money you sold, you did a call to action, you invited those people into your world, what would happen? All right, thank you all, um, and I will see you all soon. Thank you for listening to the Money Makers podcast. I'm delighted you could be here with me. If you liked what you heard, please do leave us a review. It makes all the difference in getting these episodes heard by more people. You can, of course, find me on Instagram at Ray underscore Dodd and in my Facebook group, also called Money Makers. Thanks again. Thanks again.